You just found yourself knee-deep in some nonsense. I'm Rob. I'm McMike. And I'm Shaday. And for the next 15 minutes, we're going to talk about a random topic from the Wheel of Nonsense, which will be led by one of the Masters of Nonsense that are on this podcast today. So why don't we go ahead and spin the wheel and see what we're talking about today. Remember when you thought respin was respin? Same shit. <laughs> Ooh, role models. Oh, God. All right, well, topic. Yeah, who's going to be leading this one? I know it's going to be me. Please be Rob. Please be Rob. Please be Rob. Because yeah, my answer is no one. Thank God. Oh, I don't <laughs> understand this wheel at all. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I don't see. I don't understand how it picked me. All right. So timer start. All right. So uh, I will go ahead and just tell you who my role model is right now, and then I can open it up to the group. Um, this is a little bit controversial, but I'm going to go ahead and pick John Cena to be that guy. Oh, Jesus Christ. And it's <laughs> and I do fully respect every single thing that he does with charity work, and he, he's got an incredible work ethic. It's just the fact that this guy, he just seems so robotic, and I've said it so many times before, that it's just there's... It's, I, I am amazed at how he how he exists like there's so many different versions of him that like I feel like I can model myself after him for the next 50 years of my life and he's gonna look exactly the same he's gonna have the same exact build and he's gonna act exactly the same and it's just incredible now yeah, it's, inc it's incredible what happens when you sell the, your soul to the devil so right <laughs> I don't think that he's selling his soul to the devil because I don't think he has one because he's been manufactured. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I completely agree with everything you said about Cena. He's, you know, a great athlete. He's, you know, very generous with his time, face of the company, all that stuff. What bothers me is that part of your obsession with him is that you want to chew on his veins. Well, I was oh, thirsty, God. okay? I was thirsty that day. Yeah, but he does have a lot of veins, though, and they look very good. <laughs> like like I saw the vein and I was like like I was so thirsty like I wanted I was like I would just go ahead and like lay in some water just so that my pores can take it in because I was so thirsty yeah but what about hot blood is going to quench your thirst <laughs> I don't know but it's just like I saw that he has a gigantic vein on like one of his arms no he's like, like the I, fountain of life yeah that's like, what it is <laughs> And I was like, if I were to cut that thing open, it would just start gushing out, and it would either, like, you know, be blood that's coming straight to me. First of all, I can't imagine what that would do to me. Like, I don't know if I would just put on, like, about 300 pounds of muscle, or if it was going to be motor oil. But either way, I knew at that moment that I was going to feel a lot less, you know, thirsty and feel quenched. And human. Right. Yeah, well, my hope for you is that if you ever do drink his blood, that suddenly uh, you can start wearing headbands on your arms. So. No, <laughs> one day, he, one day. He's wearing the headbands on his head now. So <laughs> soon it will transition to the arm. <laughs> All right, well, I'll open it up to the rest of the group here to see what who your role models are. Well, well, can I just say one more thing about John Cena and how actually I, I can kind of agree with you on the role model part? Sure. Because in uh, in Total Divas, how he won every single 
game that he played against Nikki Bella? Well, I, you know, like for me, yeah, I guess that would be a role model, but then that's just me seeing my life happening on TV. <laughs> Oh. I don't know who won Towerfall six times in a row. Sorry to bring that oh. up again. Oh, shots fired. Shots fired. I was shut down during that time. Okay, okay. In rest you, mode? Yes. You definitely weren't with the amount of bitching and moaning you were doing when she won. So. All right, we're not talking about Towerfall. We're talking about role models. We're talking about John All Cena right. right now. But we can talk about other role models now. Fuck John Cena. <laughs> no, not fuck John Cena, but fuck talking about him right now. Today, who's your role model? Oh, God. You know what? Celebrity role model. Celebrity role model? Yes. Oh, fuck. Man. Oh, you added a new layer. Okay, well, now I got mine, so. Yeah, why don't you go, and let me still think about it. All right. Your, your role model, Rob, is two words, minus two words. It's for completely different reasons. And my celebrity role model is Phil Collins. Oh, shit. Wow, that was genius. Right? Yeah. The guy's a fucking musical prodigy. He could play just about any instrument. I could go to a show that's just him and watch him, like, even watch him awkwardly shuffle between instruments. I would pay harder in cash to do it because he's so, he's just so talented. And he's mastered the art of, like, kind of mindless pop songs and, like, kind of thought-provoking, you know, music that touches your soul in a special way. What's the story behind In the Air Tonight? I feel like there's two varying things. One is either there's like really some heartfelt and weird shit that inspired that song, and then there was another one that said that he just was like, fuck it, I'm going to write a song, and this is the song that I'm writing. Well, I mean, for me, I always thought it was something that was heartfelt and thought-provoking. I don't know. If you really think, listen to it, I don't think there's any meaning in the lyrics at all. <laughs> from my understanding... The, that song was either about um, – it, it was something along the lines of, like, him seeing somebody that let somebody else commit suicide, and they had, like, jumped off oh. a bridge. Well, I heard, oh. something, I heard something a little different, that it was based on someone, like, drowning. Okay, drowning. It was something along those lines, and that, like, he saw that happen. He saw that somebody else saw it happen, and then ended up seeing that person. And then he wrote that song based on that story. Wow, now I feel like a complete bitch for saying I don't think there's any meaning to that song. But, but then the no, other but... thing that I remembered hearing is that he just wrote the song and it was just like he had to write a song. Like he was like, fuck it, I need another song in this album. And he just wrote that. And that's why it's like five words. Yeah, well, the other reason too is that because uh, that was referenced in uh, Eminem's song, Stan. Okay, that's where I would. Okay. Yeah. So just so you know, we could you could put your heart at ease today because it's just an urban legend, and actually Collins has denied that it's about someone drowning and that he watched. Oh, okay. Drown. Okay, that does make me feel a little better. <laughs> yeah, I just think he's a musical genius. I would pay hard money to see him. I think his songs stand up over time. I will admit that I kind of get like a, a little shot of adrenaline when the studio comes on my iPod, and uh, <laughs> you know, I think to have that type of impact on me, who's been very jaded by this world and. I need a lot to kind of get stimulated, but you know, Mr. Collins is able to do it. So, and yeah. talking about Susudio. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Rob. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say talking about Susudio. I mean, just um, more um, sort of saying that Phil Collins is a role model. Isn't that the amount of time it takes you to walk to the train station in the morning? That's the length what of I was that song. Say. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I was gonna say. My my walk to the train is a full Susudio. 
I know it. He had the foresight to know. Yeah. Like, I know as soon as the door closes, if I were to hit the first note on Susudio, by the time that song is over, I'm already standing in front of the train. Well, you see, he gave you quite quite a service here, so... (laughs) And then it's like the most joyous walk to the train that you can possibly have because you're listening to Susudio. In a world, you know, most of our lives were pursuing meaning and understanding that a lot of his stuff is just nonsense that he felt in the moment. I mean, come on. Isn't that the heart of what we're doing now? Aren't we really just saying, you know, the Masters of Nonsense is an extension of Phil Collins? I'd like wow. to think so. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think so. But <laughs> Listen, it doesn't have to be for everyone, but that's what inspires me to put this headset on is Phil Collins. So, I really but, hope he listens to this podcast. Here's I love you, Phil. Here's the difference between Phil Collins and the Masters of Nonsense. Phil Collins has multiple talents. We have none. (laughs) And a a paying audience. Yes. (laughs) All right, so, Shaday, you have some big shoes now. You have John Cena and you have Phil Collins. Oh, God. All right. So this individual that I'm going to see is my role model honestly just popped in my head. And this is someone that has such confidence in his abilities and really doesn't let anyone put him down with any negative criticism whatsoever, whether it's through social media or it's through, you know, in person. And that's Mr. David Draymond. David Draymond? I don't know why I thought you were going to say Todd Sinclair. I was thinking CM Punk. David yeah, Draymond. David David Draymond. This motherfucker. The last album he put out was absolutely horrible. <laughs> Yet he continues to sing and puts out the fucking sounds of silence. <laughs> which and, is actually a pretty good cover. And not only that, it's got like fifty million plays on this Spotify. This is what I'm saying. This is our fucking role model here. Because this guy should not be having 50 million plays on Spotify. His ego has just been elevated, elevated like times a million. Yeah, you can't call him wrong now. Like, right? Yeah, like, like he can. He's coasted since that like second album, and now is like they're back to being one of the top bands in like the world when you think about the genre. My mind is blown that you picked David Draymond. I thought you were going to pick some like female symbol of empowerment. You went with the guy with the tusks. No. no. I kind of wish we were talking about Todd Sinclair, though. <laughs> He's a well, fat piece of shit. Yeah, I was going to say, so let's, let's, talk, let's talk about Todd Sinclair and expectations here. Because this motherfucker is still able to be a referee and move around that ring without any Listen, of exercise he's clearly, whatsoever. He's the shittiest of the senior officials in all of wrestling. That's all that needs to be said about Todd Sinclair. He's a nice guy, and I fall bad calling him a fat Twinkie. But <laughs> <laughs> but then just watching him trying to pull his pants up after <laughs> counting a fall. Now, wait, so this is the funny thing about Draymond, because, you know, being a huge Disturbed fan, I was actually really excited when the three of us got to see them play in concert, and it ended up being one of the most underwhelming experiences, of, at least for me. Oh, no. Ever. 
I remember thinking the music was on point, the effects were on point, but his singing was horrible. Yeah. And then I go on Twitter the next day, and someone basically calls him out on it because he's like, oh, I think, you know, we did great. And the guy's like, oh, your voice was a little off. And then, like, Draymond goes on a whole fucking rant about, like, no, what are you talking about? See, this is what, exactly what I'm saying. He, and uh, he faces adversity with his head held high. And look at where he is now. <laughs> so he's basically like a successful version of Matt. I was just going to say the same thing. But the, but yeah. at the same time, Matt is over and, you know, like he's at some orphanage, you know, with some kids right now and he's watching them. Actually, and, and he's actually teaching English to Chinese refugees. So. Oh, shit. I forgot. Yeah. It, it's just remarkable what that guy is doing. And then just the thing about David Draymond, who's, you know, singing god-awful music right now. It's just... You can't make that comparison. So I basically, Shade, your argument is just that against logic and, you know, with the world against him, he just is pushing forward and is still successful. Absolutely. And do you know how many people outside of that listen to rock now know the band Disturbed just because of that song, Sounds of Silence? He Wasn't he on, like, one of the late night shows? Of course he was. Or, yeah. So like now he has all this extra exposure, this motherfucker. And it's Can not even a really—it's not even an original cover. They did nothing to the song, right? Yeah. I mean that song came out in the '60s, and it's like topping the charts now because of Disturbed and David Draymond. Yep, puts a sour taste in your mouth, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I I just googled the sound of sound of silence, right? And the first result was Song by Disturbed. Oh, and gosh. Then you now that's down, disturbing. It says Simon and Garfunkel. Wow. Wow. It says other recordings of this song, Simon and Garfunkel. Oh, shit. Now, do you see? I think I, think I won the role model thing here. Okay, wait. I'm doing some research right now. I think... <laughs> This is what we're going to do. So what I'm looking up is the net worth of these three people <laughs> that we just mentioned. Oh, I think John Cena will win that one. Oh, you'd be surprised. I don't know. Phil Collins is Disney. All right. So let, we're going to rate them right now. Okay. So David right. Raymond, again, this is, you know, I don't know how accurate the, these numbers are and whatnot, but I got a hit for David Raymond's 2016 net worth is $10 million. Okay. John oh, that's really not that a lot. Sorry. Yeah, John, John Cena's net worth is $35 million. Okay. Holy shit! And Phil motherfucking Collins, $250 million. Oh my I'm not kidding you right now. I literally just got goosebumps. Is that fucking for real? <laughs> At, according to this. Oh my gosh. So if we're, where does he live? <laughs> Phil Collins? Yeah. Isn't that... Uh, I don't think he lives in America, right? Isn't he in England or something? I don't know. He's American, right, though? I don't think so. Oh, no? What the no, hell is he? He's an English... Well, yeah, he's... Well, he's like, he speaks English, he speaks right? English. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's born in England. Yeah. So, Holy wait. Shit. He was born in England? Yeah. yeah. So, we need to just go to England and rob this guy. With this fucking two hundred million dollars, two hundred fifty. Yeah, that, that's yeah. That's, well, that's I was gonna leave him short. the fifty. You can't just you know leave. Why some. rob him? We could just hang out with him. I oh, guess. My gosh, I can't. It sounds like I, work though. That's just you know like 
connecting with somebody personally is just too much for me. Well, in this battle of the role models, Phil Collins wins. Oh, wow. <laughs> there you go. And it looks like our nonsense time and nonsense meter is up. Uh, this concludes our episode about our role models. For more from the Nas Masters of Nonsense, go ahead and check out our other podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Nonsense Masters and on Facebook at Masters of Nonsense. Catch you later.